I'm not an idiot, Black. I know there are bad men in power, and the world is not an equitable place. But you can't throw morality in the garbage, just because life's tough. Hello, and welcome to episode 488 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a previews episode with a few reviews in to start us off. That was a quote from Superman. And we got a few comics to talk about to get us started. Starting off with Superman Space Age, book two, where this gets us beyond Superman and more into the Justice League. Part of the storyline, still loving this. Uh, I still get that Christopher Reeves Superman style feel from this. And I actually am enjoying the Justice League characters in here also. We get to meet Brainiac, which I've never seen this form of Brainiac before. I don't know much about the character. But, yeah, holy shit. This has me interested in him. I definitely want to know more about the Brainiac character. Uh, And we get a little deeper on Superman and Lois's little love story happening here. But Earth is in peril. There are forces beyond... Our power that hopefully the superheroes can help us out with. And it's like they're standing strong. They have options, but the way it looks, they might work with us. (laughs) Help us out. I'm hoping. (laughs) If not, then our planet is screwed. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, Superman Space Age from DC Comics, book two, from Russell, Michael, and Laura Allred. They are doing a wonderful job on this run. It's a three-issue run. I'm going to be sad to see it end. Uh, I would love to see it go a lot further. I, I love these thicker books. I would love to see about a dozen of them, but... Yeah, if if they worked on Superman, the Justice League, and Batman certain runs right now, I'd be jumping on them. They definitely did a wonderful job so far. Uh, Next up, we have Twig, Issue 5. This was the end of Twig. You guys see what happens with him and his little little wormy dino type little buddy and his purple rhino with the special horn that he may just have to kill his friend to get an item he needs to make the stone that's going to hopefully get their world back in balance and you got to read it to find out. I don't want to root it for you. But if you missed out on this run, 
This is another one. This is done by Scotty Young. Excellent job. Characters you've never seen before. From a world that you could only dream of. That all kind of pull at your heartstrings and just make a very enjoyable story that yeah i i loved it five issue run i believe that's it for it but i really hope we get to see some more runs that come from that storyline those characters but and the final one is vanity number two from black caravan Caravan, Act 1. It focuses on a highly sexual storyline basis showing us what characters have become and I mean, basically, a story of a love that's not there, that brings brings a life that might Might affect the future. Uh, it's and it's your old school. Don't give a shit about human life. I'm richer than you. I control everything. Type of storyline uh, that has. I I think this is supposed to go into some type of ampiric aspect eventually. I mean, it does have that Vlad the Impaler feel to this storyline. But this issue, I mean, it could have just been straight out porn as far as I'm concerned. It's... Sex and torture is what this issue is about as far as I'm concerned. I jumped on it because of my wife being obsessed with the horror, with the vampire comics and stuff. So I jumped on it because of that. I don't know if she'll get into this at all, but I believe it's only a three issue run. So I was going to just do the three and. Leave it at that for Act 1. I don't know if I'll go into Act 2 or anything beyond. We'll have to see. I'd probably just, if I do down the road, I'd probably just get the trade. That has all all the acts in it or whatever they end up doing in the future. If the wife likes that storyline at all. But for me, nah, not my cup of tea. Don't really care about it. 
So, but that's it for our reviews today. And we're going to get back right after this with the previews. All right, back to the goodies. P.S. Art Book Plastic Man Soft Tea, Volume 1 by P.S. Art Books, featuring art by the great Jack Cole, firmly locating Plastic Man in the humorous superhero genre. Collects quality comics, Plastic Man, number 1 to 4 from 1943. So I like when they do the art books, and they add some stories, and I love the Plastic Man character. I never got into Mr. Fantastic or the Fantastic Four. I like Plastic Man because, I don't know, he was more humorous, I guess. I, I like the other Fantastic Four characters are all too serious, always fighting with each other. Just, why don't you all just rip off your clothes and screw each other's brains out and get it over with. <laughs> and they have Punisher War Journal base, number one, one shot by Marvel Comics, but they don't want to give us a description. But I've been loving the Punisher run, so I will definitely be putting that on my list. All the one-shots they've had so far were decent. There's two of them, I believe. I think there was the War Journal brother. And I can't remember what the other one was, but I'm pretty sure I'd read two of them so far. We have Purgatory Must Die, number one, by Dynamite Entertainment. Purgatory's always pissing somebody off, but this time she may have gone too far. It may have some connection to her growing insanely powerful and probably starting to kill and eat the gods. In fact, that last part for sure. And gods are like potato chips, right? It's not like she's going to stop at one. And so the various pantheons have pulled their non- they're not inconsiderable resources to offer up a big prize to whatever psycho manages to kill her. Who wants to try? Hey, who doesn't? The creative team behind Vampirella vs. Purgatory and the recent Purgatory miniseries reunite for the grand third act of this Purgatory saga. Guest starring Evil Ernie, Vampirella, the Sacred Six, and more. I mean, this is just going to have so many great people and characters that are going to be thrown into this to go after her, and they've all battled with her before, or worked with her, and she's pissed them off in one way, shape, or form. But, yeah, we've seen what happened when Vampirella versus Purgatory, where Purgatory is going around doing things she said she wasn't going to do, and she just started killing everybody off. But, yeah. I'm I'm curious about this. Doesn't say how many issues, which sucks. I wish they'd say that. I'm hoping it's going to be a five or six issue run, but we'll see. As long as it's enjoyable, I guess it doesn't matter. And they have a Ravening Bloodlust bag set of five comics from Boundless Comics, which I don't know if that's. I suppose it would be Ravening, would be the series itself. It looks like a vampire-based storyline, the way it looks. Not sure if I have any of those yet. 
There's a Rebuilding Seattle board game by WizKids if you're into those city games. Then we got Red Goblin, number one. This is by Marvel Comics. And they don't want to tell us anything about it, so that's not going to get a sale for me. We have Rick and Morty, number one, by Oni Press. Brand new, number one, a supremely intelligent madman and his teen sidekick scour the multiverse for the elements of the perfect world. A world of pure mathematics. Also, a different, supremely intelligent madman and his teen sidekick are on a quest for a space milkshake. Supposed to taste pretty good? When Goldenfold, Goldenfold, not Rick Sanchez, leads the pursuit of madcap adventure and groundbreaking knowledge, things are going to get, well, interesting in that weird, can't-look-away sense. I forgot what we were talking about. It's Rick and Morty. (laughs) No wonder it's all confusing and weird. Okay. Robin Hood, Dagon, number one, by Xenoscope Entertainment. Just when it looks like Robin might finally get some downtime, new threats emerge against the citizens of New York City. Bloodthirsty monsters are roaming the streets, and it seems that no one is safe. Not even Robin herself. It looks like these creatures are coming out of the lakes, not out of the streets. But looks like swamp monsters attacking her on the cover. We have Rock and Roll Biographies 2NE1 by Acme Inc. Before BTS and Blackpink, iconic girl group 2NE1 took the K-pop pop industry by storm with their unique blend of pop, rap, reggae, and other genres. See the rise of CL, Dara, Bomb, and Minzy as they produce hit after hit with Uber producer Teddy Park. Will they stay on top, or will the stress of being number one tear them apart from the inside? For the first time in American comics, the legendary ladies of Korean pop music invite you into their world. See how this quartet lived up to the title of their biggest hit, I Am the Best. I kind of think I remember hearing that name, but couldn't tell you anything about them. I'm not into the K-pop stuff. They have rock. Rockstar and Softboy Go to Space. Trade Paperback by Image Comics. The dirtiest, flirtiest BFFs in comics are back. And holy moly, are they in dire straits. After getting brutally rebuffed by the most influential dudes in Los Angeles, Rockstar and Softboy pack their bags and go to space. Acclaimed creator Cena Grace revisits the 2022 fan favorite comic for more hijinks than ever before. How a world away from the world can these two get into more trouble and learn more about their exquisite friendship? Only one way to find out. Yeah. 
Oh, no, nothing about those characters. They have a Rotten Tomatoes card game by Cryptozoic Entertainment, which I'm sure would be fun for any movie buffs. That's, um, let's see what they say about it. Based on Rotten Tomatoes, the definitive website for movie reviews, party game for up to 20 players, easy to learn, fast-paced gameplay. Rank movies based on what you think their tomato meter scores are. Wild cards invite all players to shout out answers at the same time. And lots of people just do that little Rotten Tomatoes guessing game. All the time I hear little things about it, but now they got it in on a board game format. Let's see, we got Saga of a Death Universe Sketch Cover Edition, number one of three by Kex Publishing. Which is being slow for some reason. Just doesn't want to open. Which does not help. There we go. Kex Publishing is proud to present 1984's most shocking comic book. Now with a black and white sketch cover showcasing the wide-ranging universe. Scott Reed created. Triple-sized comic in deluxe square-bound format with a sketch cover. Limited edition, first printing of the Smash It. Let's say I'm confused about these. I assume there's going to be a sketch on them. But it's a nicely priced deal if it is. They had the Saw Billy Puppet with Tricycle 12-inch action figure by NECA if you're obsessed by the that horror movie uh, run. Then we got Scooby-Doo Villains Charm Set, Vinyl Figures, 5-Pack from Benusen Douche and Associates, or Deutsch or Douche. It's got your little Scooby-Doo Villains on little cords. Then we got Scott McTiernan's Holiday Party Number 1 One-Shot by Image Comics. First came the 420 special, then came Scotch McTiernan's Halloween Party, and now the former Deadpool chums from Voltron form Voltron again to bring you Scotch, Scotch's Holiday Bash, emphasis on bash. The most powerful Scrooges in the human race are visited by the ghost of Christmas, future, when they try to colonize Mars. All the fun, insanity, and thought-provoking violence of the first two comics are perfected in this third holiday installment. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll buy one to read, and one to slab for your descendants. I mean, from what we've seen on the first two, I believe I got both of them. I know I got the one. That was interesting for sure, but I don't know if I got both of them or not. Gonna have to probably grab this one for my Christmassy holiday goofy comic. We have Sereno number one by Kex Publishing. Let's see here. Meet Sereno, the mystic master of light and guardian of New Tila, or Tia, a city where magic and science intertwine by night. An avatar of collective paranoia, 
a shepherd of nightmares, and a cult of hate are just the start of an evil conspiracy transforming the city. Can Sereno fight back while keeping super cat burglar Rufian from stealing his heart? A double-sized debut issue for only $5.99? Super cool covers by Luciano Vecchio and Augustine Manzo? Plus a Superman homage cover on cover D? Oh, they're only giving us one cover option, so I don't know where all these other ones are. And the cover option they're giving us is not my kind of cover option. Uh, let's see here. They have Sham Comics Pacemaker. These Sham Comics are sometimes fun. This is by SourcePoint Press. And this is a play on Peacemaker. So, heart-stopping tales of international intrigue get rift. Join the adventures of broken-down has-been CIA spook Chuck Upton, Upton, as he gets a second chance. Left for dead during a failed Black Ops mission. His body was completely reconstructed using alien technology. By day, he poses as a mild-mannered NATO envoy, traveling the world, ironing out tricky diplomatic conflicts. But when diplomacy, diplomacy fails, he dons his preposterous costume and outlandish titanium helmet and solves those conflicts with extreme violence as the pacemaker. The stress usually triggers a heart attack mid-fight, as his alien technology usually fails him. But he blows up lots of things in the process. I mean, Peacemaker character, I slowly fell in love with, even though I'm not a John Cena fan. But they did good with it. And now a parody of it. Might be kind of fun. We'll see. I'm going to take it into consideration. We have Silver Surfer Ghost Light number one by Marvel Comics. And of course, they're not going to give us any type of description. And that's one I'm really curious about. Uh, Irritating. They can't show you the covers because they don't have them done yet. They can't give you a description because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's like, why even put them out in the catalogs yet if you're not going to have the shit ready? Don't you want to make sales? You're going to make way less sales without descriptions and pictures than you are if you have the shit ready to go. Slackers. Just trying to ruin the comic books industry again, aren't you? Sins of Sinister number one. One shot by Marvel Comics. Hey, they have a description. Oh my. Powers of Essex. It's the end of the world as we know it. And the least sinister feels and at least sinister feels fine for now. Can that last? Especially when discover when we discover that he really is his own worst enemy. The universe melting X event begins here, in a horror timeline that makes Age of Apocalypse look like the X-Men swimsuit special. Join Kieran Gillen as he kicks off the X-Men crossover Sinister has been planning since the beginning and is going to have to see through to the bitter end. It's X-Men related, so 
I'm not interested in it. They could have skipped that description and gave me a description of something I was interested in, though. We have Snow White Zombie Apocalypse number one of five by Scout Comics. I thought we had Snow White Zombie Apocalypse out already. Snow White awakens to true love's kiss 28 days later, shoulder to shoulder with his tough-as-nails paramour Rapunzel. The lovable but philandering Prince Charming braves the darkness of Snow White's enchanted forest in a desperate bid for survival. But how long can the pair hold out as the denizens of Grimm's fairy tales rise from their graves to devour the flesh of the living? A twice Ringo Award-nominated dark fantasy series. So is this just a reprint of it, or what the hell? It's obviously been out there, because I thought I had the trade paperback for it. I don't know. I'm confused. They have a lot of cool dice this month, including stackable dice that make pictures, uh, dice with, like, snowmen and Krampus inside them. They also, this one caught my eye, which was a snow globe with 54-millimeter D20 Halloween dice by Serious Dice. It's, it's, it's a 20-sided thing with like a s- Halloween snow globe inside it. it should make the dice more fun and interesting while you're playing with them on the tables. They have a Sonic the Hedgehog Advent Calendar, and they have some other characters doing the Advent car- Calendars this year by Tubbs. Uh, we have Spawn Unwanted Violence, number one. By Image Todd Farland Productions. Miniseries premiere. Information can be one of the most valuable resources in the world. It can also be one of the most difficult to obtain. Luckily for Spawn, he has the Freak. The Freak is a master of getting what he needs out of a subject. But as the Freak works at extracting the whereabouts of file F, Al witnesses an act of senseless violence, one that he can't ignore. The writing of Todd McFarlane meets the incredible art of Mike Del Mundo in Spawn Unwanted Violence, a two-part miniseries that forces Spawn to confront the very nature of good and evil. There's been so many Spawn things, I'm kind of wondering what this is. Uh, is this running off our current runs of all the things that are happening? And it's more in expenses and standard spawn stuff. So I'm guessing because it's Image and Todd McFarlane conduct productions, but not sure. Not sure what we'll do about that one. We got Spy Superb. Number one by Dark Horse Comics. From New York Times bestselling and Harbor Award winning graphic novelist Matt Kent comes the latest Flux House humorous espionage adventure. It's John Wick meets Wes Anderson in this mystery thriller about a secret organization that's developed the perfect spy. Who is the perfect spy? A spy who doesn't even realize they are a spy? A.K.A. the Useful Idiot. This particular useful idiot is named J.J. Or J. J is sent on missions 
without even realizing he's on a mission until he picks up the wrong phone with the wrong secret intel and now Russian hit squads and elite assassins are after him. But Jay believes he has a sleeper agent. He was a sleeper agent and really is the spy superb. His complete obliviousness and lack of survival skills may be the only thing that saves him in this globe-trotting espionage tale where nothing is what it seems, but also kind of actually is what it seems. And what's the old uh, Mr. Magoo? That was way more fun, probably, than this, but who knows? If you're into that spy espionage stuff that might be for you they have a star trek enterprise advent calendar by tubs then we have star wars santa staros number one by marvel comics and there's no information of it imagine that not going to tell us anything about it we have static number one by dc comics this is a facsimile edition with a poly bag. So if you missed out on the original run, there's a facsimile edition already. That's kind of surprising. They have a Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, number one, by Marvel Comics. And no picture or description. Imagine that. Such a surprise. And the X-Men sucks the way it is. No one gives a shit about it. They don't sell like they used to, and then you don't even give descriptions to try and get them a reboot. Yeah, way to go there, Marvel. Way to give a shit about your product. Stranger Things, Many Ghosts of Dr. Brenner, number one by Dark Horse Comics. The year is 1968. Dr. Martin Brenner, a disgraced American scientist returns to the abandoned lab where himself and his colleagues collected research for top-secret government projects. But Brenner's unfinished business in his old lab isn't the only thing haunting him. A ghostly face from his past seems to be following his every step. From writer Brendan Fletcher comes a story from the past of the sinister Dr. Brenner... Brenner from the hit Netflix series Stranger Things. Yeah. Never made it past season one of that show. I guess it's decent. But I don't know if we finished off season one. Stray Sheep, number one of five by Blood Moon Comics. From the artist of Cover the Dead with Lime comes a tale of psychological horror. Coulson has lost both the love of his life and his unborn child. With no reason to go on, he ponders if it's best to just end it all. That's when he receives a mysterious invitation to participate in a series of dangerous live, 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 live or death. Live or death. I hate that that word can go either way. Underground games sponsored by the Mafia. With every round he plays, the risks to Coulson's life becomes greater, but so does his addiction to these deadly games. 
you're always going to lose. The games always win, no matter what games you're playing. They have a Summer Wars pop-up parade King Cosma PVC figure by the Good Smile Company, which is an interesting-looking rabbit with, like, a wrestling belt on the character. I know nothing about him, but it's an interesting-looking character if you're into it. Oh, we got Survival Street Trade Paperback by Dark Horse Comics. Survival Street is an unrepentant action satire tearing through a dystopia packed with economic and humanistic cautionary tales after an unbridled wave of corporations take over America, the country is left completely deregulated and effectively carved up in into feudal states where billionaires and businesses make their own laws. Among the wreckage, mass privatization shuts down public broadcasting, forcing all the beloved edutainers out of their down-and-dirty streets. One group of them stick together, determined to keep helping kids across the country, and do it by becoming an A-team-esque band of mercenaries fighting for and educating kids in the crumbling corporate war zone of New Best America. Collect Survival Street number one to four. It's like, this I believe is a parody of Sesame Street style thing. And it looked very interesting by looking at the covers in the past. So I'm thinking the trade wouldn't be a bad thing to grab onto. There's Sushi Boat Card Game by Japanime. Which I... You basically stack your plates in front of you and make a sushi boat. And yeah, I'm not a big sushi person. I got into a few that I enjoy, but yeah. There's a game for you if you're into that stuff. Then we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Armageddon Game Opening Moves, trade paperback by IDW Publishing. The TMNT have faced enemy ninjas, government agents, fellow mutants, and alien armies. But now they must confront the machinations of an actual demigod? Untangle the maze of secrets and treachery on the road to the Armageddon game? One of the turtle's most enigmatic foes, the Rat King, is finally bringing his long-simmering plan to fruition. After years of quiet preparations... Soon, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael, under the leadership of the Shredder, will embark on a dangerous quest to find allies against Rat King's trio of terror. Leather Crane, Baxter Stockman, and Madame Null. But before the game can truly begin, discover the histories of the Rat King, Kitsune, and the rest of the Pantheon. Witness their previous encounters with the TMNT and understand their connection to the recently resurrected Shredder. Collects TMNT, the Armageddon game pregame stories, Kingdom of the Rats prelude, TMNT number 84, and the 2020 and 2021 TMNT annuals, as well as TMNT, the Armageddon, 
Armageddon game opening moves number one and two. So that would have been the way to go instead of getting the individuals. Just grab that trade, get it all out in one. But of course, I just grabbed a couple here and there. Uh, speaking about here and there, I think we're going to end it. And we'll get back with more goodies at another time, sometime soon. So be good, and we'll be back. All right, I think this might be the last group of things coming out in the near future. Starting out with The Exiled, number one of six from What Not Publishing. Rob Willis, known for his contributions to Dan Braga's Black Flag and Rob Liefeld's New Prophet Remastered, delivers a beautifully inked main cover for this thrilling premiere. Wesley Snipes, producer and star of the Blade franchise, presents his original series, The Exiled, a genre-bending sci-fi noir described as seven meets Blade Runner. The Exiled follows hard-boiled detective Niles Roach, Washington, as he pursues a serial killer who is using mysterious ancient tools to rip the spines from his victims. When forces outside and within the police department attempt to discredit him for his theories, Roach's instincts keep pushing him forward. With enemies on all sides, Roach wades deeper into the conspiracy and uncovers a secret 5,000 years in the making. And it seems to me like Wesley Snipes is taking a little lesson from the book of uh, Berserker here. <laughs> Just doing it with a different character. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's like some people should make movies. Some people should make comic books. And then you should just keep your ass out of other people's worlds and not step into it. <laughs> we got a lot of people coming into the comic book world that, yeah, I don't know. I like the stuff from Wesley's past, but we'll see what he can offer. There's a Monsters Tin Tote from Factory Entertainment. If you're going to collect the lunch boxes, they also have the Thing Tin Tote. There's a Thor Love and Thunder Ravager Thor vinyl pop figure. And there's a Threshold Lookers Sexy Spies bag set of four comics by Boundless Comics. And they also have a Threshold Pandora Ancient Rome bag set of four comics. And a Threshold Web Witch Luna bag set of four comics. And we got Tim Seeley's Lucky Number One by Keen Spot Entertainment. Cover B's got a cover by Troy Dungara. 
which we have liked his work so far. So that's what I will be grabbing from that one, probably. But we got Tim Seeley puts the spotlight on his quirky superheroine, Lucky, in this fortuitous all-new series. It's been a few years since the Super Beast were a team, and their youngest member, Lucky, feels responsible for their demise. After all, the power to steal luck from everyone nearby is not ideally suited to a team. Down on her luck because she stubbornly refuses to use her gift, Lucky inadvertently discovers a plot by an old nemesis to assassinate a former teammate. Now she must come to terms with her powers and learn how to go solo. It's time to get lucky. I mean, honestly, if they didn't have the Tom Dengari cover, I probably wouldn't be picking this up, but I'll probably at least check issue one just to see see what it's about. But it would probably be better to trade that one out for me. But They got a pretty cool looking Toho Ultimates W2 Godzilla 1995 action figure from Super 7 Media. They also got a Mecha Godzilla. There's a set of Toonie Tunes or Toonie Terrors Series 7 action figure assortment by NECA. Which, I mean, these are always great. They have a bunch of your favorite horror characters all tuned up in this one. Just so happens that you get uh, Shorty from Killer Clowns in Outer Space. Scott Howard from Teen Wolf, Alien from They Live, and Guliana from The Beauty of Horror. And I guess the other figure in the set part set is part of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space one. The little popcorn uh, popcorn container with the two snake heads coming out of it. They have a Transformers Generations Legacy Dragon Megatron Leader Class Action Figure Case by Hasbro. So if you want a Transformer that transforms into a dragon, that's for you. They have the Trick or Treat Sam Head Knocker by NECA. There's a Trivial Pursuit D&D Ultimate Edition by USAopoly. I feel like it's been a while since they came out with a new Trivial Pursuit set. Then we got Trojan, number one of four, by artists, writers, and artisans, AWA Upshot. Once upon a time, we lived alongside legends, creatures, and myth. Creatures, or centaurs, fawns, gorgons, kelpies, gnomes, and more. They were spectacular, majestic, powerful, peaceful, pure in compassion. We were ugly, weak, warmongering, rotten. Is it any wonder we could not live alongside them any longer? After driving these legends to the fringes of society, an uglier form of mythos takes shape in the form of rumors of live snuff shows for dark web high rollers. When a mysterious young woman, Nessa, enlists to help the help of a hacker to take a tour of the grisliest corners of the dark web, 
she sets in motion a war between those who peddle to mankind's darkest fantasies and a world that transcends imagination. Trojan is fantasy thriller full of wonder and horror in equal measure. Yeah, it's... The cover doesn't give nothing to pull me in at the moment. We have 12 one-shot by Blood Moon Comics. Revolutionary Psychological Horror, France, 1793. The French Revolution. Matthew Guillaume has been sentenced to die. Maybe the death of Duc Henri and his beautiful wife was a crime of passion. Or maybe it was the fiery conclusion to a conspiracy undermining the revolution. Revolution. With the beloved Duke at its center. When his wife and child go missing, Matthew knows he will do whatever is necessary to get them back, including murder. The execution will be at noon. Let the countdown begin. There's just not much grabbing me this round. This I like for the wife. Universal Dracula Bella Lugosi. Standard art scale one-tenth statue by Iron Studios. But it's above my price range. They have a Vampire Masquerade Rivals card game. Dragon and Rogue by Renegade Game Studios. There's a Vampirella 2.0 1A scale plastic model kit. From Jose Gonzalez edition by X Plus. It's like I like the plastic model kits, but I don't think it should be priced at this price range for a model kit. And the model kit should stay in the $20 to $30 range. Because people are putting them together and you're hoping that they come out all right. So you don't want to end up buying something, put it together, screwed all up, or paint it all wrong. And then you're stuck with a bunch of crap for a hefty price tag of something that you would pay for something that's complete already. Uh, we got Van Helsing Deadly Alchemy by Xenoscope Entertainment. After months of dealing with the remnants and ramifications of her father's vile experiments, Liesl Van Helsing returns to the place where it all started. The Laboratory of Abraham Van Helsing. Besieged by the horrors of her father's past, Liesl realizes that some pages should be left unturned. Yes, they should. We have an interesting cover. Are we going to have an appearance by a guest person in this one? Who knows? We have... Vigia, V-I-G-I-A, number one of five, by Band of Bards. An alien science officer, along with her companion, artificial intelligence, crash land on a strange world only to to discover a long-dead civilization that isn't so dead after all. Follow Gazala and Addy as they seek a way off 
of a supposedly dead planet, only to be confronted by terror at every turn, as they seek to uncover the gruesome secrets of the Quan. Part archaeological survey, part horror, all action-packed thrill ride. See, this cover gives me a feeling of some elven-style people and some disgusting, naked, three-eyed creatures, <laughs> some multi-eyed robot AI units. Yeah, at first, I was kind of interested, but after looking at the cover, not so interested, and it doesn't help that I don't know the people involved, so... We have Wasp number one and number two coming out back to back right away by Marvel Comics, fashion designer, businesswoman, founding Avenger. Janet Van Dyne has worn many hats over the course of her superheroic career. But when an old enemy threatens Janet and her fellow Wasp, Nadia seemingly against his will, the Van Dynes will have to confront the ghost in their shared history to get to the bottom of the mystery. Join fan-favorite creators Al Ewing and Cassia Nye as they celebrate 60 years of the Wasp. Never really a big fan of the mini-characters. Ant-Man, the Wasp... White Savior, number one, by Dark Horse Comics. An ancient prophecy foretold of an outsider that would save the peaceful village of Enoki from an unstoppable army. A man who would confuse the people at first with his unconventional ways, but lead them to the light. Nathan Guerin, captain in the United States Army, known for his viciousness in battle on the American frontier, could be that man, if he weren't such an awful drunken idiot. Now it's up to Japanese-American teacher Todd Parker to warn the good people of Enoki of Garen's true nature before he causes the very death and destruction they are counting on him to avert. By Eric Nagayan, artist on Old Man Logan and Strange Girl. We got Willie's Wonderland prequel, number one to four, reader set if you missed out on it from American Mythology. If you uh, watched the series and you enjoyed it, I suggest getting this so you can get a few answers about how the series began and some of the people from the series. We have World of Archie, Jumbo Comics Digest, number 126. Three brand new stories. First, in Frigid Frolic, Jughead convinces Archie and Tony to join in a Frigid Frolic fundraiser activity at the beach. That's an ocean swim in the dead of winter. Mainly because he hears there's going to be great snacks afterwards. This gets Tony's attention and Archie's and Archie's draw is the chance to meet some new girls. I see a cat. How's it going, Lammy? 
Reggie and Veronica over here and plan to join in as well to show how tough they can be. Who will be able to withstand the cold and come out of the chilly champion? Then, in Friendship is Magic, superhero Darla Lang, a.k.a. Darkling, comes face-to-face with another magically-powered teen, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina's got a problem. A portal has opened up in her aunt's house, and she has to get rid of it before she lets evil in. Will their combined power do the trick? Finally, in these the Sorceress Suprema, Pureheart the Powerful and Steel Sterling team up to stop the beautiful Sorceress Suprema, who's been stealing jewels all throughout Riverdale. But will their strength be a match against the, her cunning charm and beauty? You'll have to read to find out. I like one of the three stories. <laughs> And then we got World of Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comics Digest, number 22. Also three brand new stories. First, in Be Your Valentine, Veronica keeps getting Valentines dropped into her locker from a secret admirer. They seem very romantic, and she's intrigued. Then, when she hides out to sneak a look at her admirer, she notices it's someone she'd never expect. Who is it and what does he really want? Then, in the ultimate test, superhero Mr. Justice touches down in Pembroke, and he's tasked with something of supreme importance, being Cheryl Blossom's life coach. But will the job of making sure Cheryl Blossom treats others with kindness be the toughest mission Mr. Justice has ever been on? Finally, Betty and Veronica stumble upon a super battle between Steel Sterling and the Blue Bison, a hulking brute who who possesses even greater strength than Steel. Noting that Archie is a big fan of Steel, the girls compete with each other to get an autograph during the super battle, causing even more visual chaos. Will they get in Steel's way of victory? Of course they will. That's what they're known for. And it looks like the final one is Zombicide number one of four by Source Point Press. The dead are returning to life to devour the living. In an instant, the world was plunged into chaos. No one could have predicted it. No one expected Ned. They thought he was crazy. But now he's vindicated. He has a safe shelter, fully stocked with everything he needs to survive, and just waiting to welcome him and his group of friends. That is, if they can even reach it. There's a city full of zombies to cross, ammo is scarce, supplies too. They must move slowly and silently to avoid notice. But when the hordes catches on... They'll have to strike fast and hard if they hope to survive. So yeah, that's it for this month's goodies. Uh, Hopefully there was something that was worth you picking up in the future. I don't see as many this month as I usually get, so that's a good thing. I'm happy to 
take a break on the old finances and not order as much this month. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it's we'll end it there and we'll get back to you with other stuff sometime soon. So take care, have fun shopping for all the goodies that you heard about here.